You're listening to Games from the Cellar, where we play board games and then we talk about them. I'm Steven, your host, and tonight I was joined by John, Chris, and Sam to play Lords of Vegas. Take it away, Adrian. Lords of Vegas, designed by James Ernest and Mike Selinker, was first published by Mayfair Games in 2010. It was nominated for a 2010 Origins Award for Best Board Game. At the time of this recording, Lords of Vegas had a 7.3 rating with 7,200 ratings on Board Game Geek and has a ranking of 472. It is a two to four player light complexity game that should play in about 60 to 90 minutes. But again, gentlemen, please take your time as I'm playing Tetris tonight. Do you plan on winning Tetris tonight? I better. Thank you for joining us in the cellar as we go in-depth with Lords of Vegas. Okay, so on the table is Lords of Vegas. Personal favorite. Personal favorite, yeah. Uh, This is the game that I think was the impetus for us to start the podcast. Was it really? Yeah, I mean, we'd always been talking about starting a podcast, and I think it was the last play of this that really kind of solidified the idea that hey, we need to get off off our butts and actually do this. I remember you've been talking about it. And, and you got a kicking picture of this game on our website. Yeah, our website features a picture of Lords of Vegas. Yeah, it's very nice. And that was from our last game. And like I said, impetus for the podcast. So that's why it's there. And this game has what every game needs, which is about 60 dice. I was going to say so, a pretty blonde lady on the box. But, you know. That doesn't hurt any either. Yeah, and like... A bald dude that is pulling the strings behind the the guy and the suit and the filling the guy in the red fez. So yeah. we're playing mobsters, is what this boils down to. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Las Vegas real estate. What else would it be? Right, and the idea is to build big casinos, take over other people's big casinos, horn in on their casinos, then take over their casinos, and make lots and lots of money. And by the end of the game, whoever has the most money wins. And is the Lord of Vegas. I thought it was a point track. There is a point track. That so. is not That is not your, I guess that's not your money. You're right. It yeah. is not dollars. So it's really, so dollars are great. They're, I think, the tiebreaker, but it's really your influence over Vegas. I'd be pretty impressed <laughs> if you managed. Lordliness. I'd be pretty impressed if you managed to not have the most money and win by a fair amount. So this is the Mayfair edition, and it's got big chunky cardboard. And it's got very pretty dice, and uh, all the pieces seem to work very, very nicely. It's very easy to see what's going on on the board. The rules are maybe three sides of the sheet of paper, four tops. I mean, it's uh, it's just two pages in the rule book with you know four pages worth of rules and some very nice pictures taken. There's up a fair some very of good that pictures. Space. There's even these nice little cheat sheets that yep. break down the rules for you. Yep, and all so, your actions. So so with, nice and clearly. With my somewhat challenged eyesight, I find this game um, very nice because the colors are all very different enough so that I can tell the difference. Um, dice are big and chunky. Even the little tiddlywinks that cover some of the spaces, you can see through them. They're clear. They have the color, but you can still see through them. So nothing gets hidden. It's very easy to pick out what properties are where on and, the board. And the board does a, a good sense of just... I've never been to Vegas, but I imagine it, it has this same feeling of just, just overwhelming glitz and glamour. And it, it gives you the look. Yeah, it's a larger-than-life sort of colors very, on all Very the much an assault on the senses. Yeah. And but this in is, a good way, right? It's not like, oh, my eyes so are... it looks like Vegas. Yeah. There's a lot. 
all the print is really easy to see. All the locations are in a nice orderly fashion. The, the text is bright colors on top of the background. So it's just from that perspective, I think this yeah. game is really well laid the out. Bills, the cheap, the cheap bills cheap say 1941 for what it's worth. All right. So Lords of Vegas, who wants to give the breakdown on how the game actually works? I'll do it because I know the least about the game. So I feel best prepared. <laughs> so you have the board, and there's uh, spaces on the board broken into various lots. So you got various blocks of Vegas, and each each block has anywhere between six and nine properties. Actually, I think one of them has 12, but the biggest casino you can ever build is nine. And the idea is you want to get a bunch of these blocks. You want to find a way to purchase them, and you do that with your little chips. You draw cards, which allows you to get some places, and then you can trade. You can horse trade like in, in, in games that do that sort of thing. Or you can take over other people's casinos when you snuggle up against them. The idea is to get bigger blocks. If you get a big block of casino, it pays you more and you score more points with it. So there are five different colors to choose from for, for your casinos. And we're playing four tonight, but you maybe you have three purple casinos. One of them has three, another one has two, and another one has four at different places on the board. But if they ever come up against each other, they become one casino. And what happens is if you and one of your fellow players are both in a block that has the same color, so you have dice in there that represent your blocks and he has his dice in there that represent his blocks, they're going to become one. There's going to be contention and you're going to roll dice. You're going to reorganize that casino and whoever rolls the one highest die in that casino owns it. The other person doesn't get kicked out but they don't control it. They don't get the big points from it. And that's the whole point of the game is to establish a block, get a casino, get control of it by having the highest number die in there. And when everybody tries to fight you off, you manage to fight back and hold on to it for a period of time. We go around until the cards run out. The cards are essentially every property on the board. There's a few that don't get played because there is an end of game card that's near the bottom, but not at the very bottom. And there's a few cards in there that are called pay the strip. And anybody who has a casino along Las Vegas Boulevard, when those cards come up, gets big cash. So that's the whole point of the game. Is it's, it shuffled into the bottom part of the deck, or is it placed at Steven, a certain height? Steven, you just did it. Where, where does that card go? I shuffle it into the bottom 10. So it um, could be the last card. It could be the last card. But apparently Steven says it's not. I, I did look. It's not the bottom card. Um, what color is the bottom card? The rules say to place it on top of the last quarter. Uh, I mean, you can game out. You can count the cards and game out when the game is going to end. So we can't have that. So I just always... Sh- shuffle it in so there's a little more variability i, I like the variability and yeah. the guessing of it because it because yeah. i mean you all and of the, all of the discards are displayed so that you can tell you, you kind of have an idea of how what your chances of a casino paying out are so for instance we just started the board there's three cards for the vega casino that's the green that's casino green, right that means there's six opportunities left in the deck for Vega to pay out. Where so, on the other hand, Abalon, which is the purple casino, there's only one card in the discard pile. So that means that there's eight chances for it to potentially pay out. So knowing what's in the discard pile and using that information to inform your moves going forward is pretty integral to doing well in this game. Um, you'll find that there'll be times where you've got five and six of three colors that are 
in the discard pile and uh, you got like Abalon, the purple only has two cards in the discard pile. And you're like, it has to pay soon. It has to pay soon. (laughs) And then it doesn't. And it just doesn't. doesn't. And it just doesn't. And then it doesn't. And then maybe like four turns later, you get three cards in a row. And they all tumble out. And they all just tumble out. And so the the reason that pays is because you have built a casino. And I told you there's five different colors for your casinos. There's gray, gold, green, brown, and purple. And that's the color of the cards. So when you decide to build a casino, you pay your money. It might cost you $9 million. It might cost you 12, whatever. Just like in Monopoly, you purchase your casino and you put one of these five colored tiles on it. So Albion, which is purple, if I want to, I can grab a purple tile and I can say, I'm building my casino on D7. Put it down, you put your die in there and the number that it shows. And then the next time a purple card turns over, you get millions of dollars based upon having that purple tile there. Somebody else will get a gold, whatever. So if one of the suits has not been used up, that might be the color you want to make your casino because there's that many more cards out there. In theory, it's going to pay you more. Um, It may be later on in the game you want to change that color because that's the way you take over somebody else's casino. But that's the whole point of the game is that you're taking over, you're moving colors, you're building casinos any way you want. And in the meantime, you got to keep track of these cards over here on the side with how many have played out so that you've got an idea as to which colors are favored. So I think that's something this game does well um, because there's a lot of randomness here where you're, you're trying to see what card comes up. You're trying to get the high roll. Um, but there's a lot of, it's all calculated. This is a very calculating game. You want to, it's very calculated randomness. You want to, you want to weigh the odds, right? Because it's not just what card is going to flip over because each card at the start of your turn, you flip over a card, it has a color, but it's also associated with one tile on the, somewhere on the board. Yep. There's each location has one card and whoever flips over that card it becomes the owner of that location. So if you've already built a casino there, oops, oops, turns out you didn't own that spot. Give it to the other person. Yeah. So there's you just an, told people you owned it. There's a uh, one of the actions is called sprawl, and essentially it allows you to pay double to expand your casino onto a space that you don't own. Right. That nobody owns at the but that nobody owns at that point. But if later on that card does get drawn, then it's a freebie for whoever drew that card. Right. And and the point I'm making is that not all spaces are equal. Mm-hmm. Some right. are more valuable than others Absolutely. based on where they are on the board. Yeah. Some are more valuable based on their neighboring spaces. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you want to take that risk and, and make that purchase and just say, I'm I'm betting that I will I might draw this card or maybe I'll just turn a profit before it comes up. Yeah. And I mean if it's like I'm looking at the board. C5 has one. Uh, the pip is one. Giving a person a one in a casino that you already have sixes in, not really that big a deal, especially if you use that to bridge the gap between two casinos to make it one really large casino. So there are reasons why that's a good move, even though on the surface it doesn't seem like a good move. And, and that sort of calculated risk at looking at the odds and saying, okay, it eventually <laughs> this bet is going to turn sour. How far can I push it? Yeah, exactly. To to come out 
clean on the other side. And and that's that's the whole nature. I mean, the whole nature of the game, the the thematics, the setting, and everything else is about managing risk, leveraging your your risk in order to make money. And that's and the think, nature of this game. And and that's a lot of places here, right? It's oh my god, am I going to give this building away? Do I need to pay out and rebrand my casinos because this color's dead? Or do I think that I can hit one more and get the jackpot? Yep, that's right? that's what a boy. I think down there's to. there's even an action you can take where you can actually go and gamble at somebody else's casino. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the one game of this I've played, I don't remember anyone actually making money <laughs> off of it. And every now and again, well, the casino did. Yeah, the casino. Well, the, the, the player who owned the casino did. Yeah, and the it player. Helped. There's that time where I think John needed like two extra bucks. He gambled two he won two he was able to I was do able another to build a casino okay. because of that sure. exactly but, exactly but i think 90 percent of the time you lost money no it's 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 them's the risks you take the house yep. has, right. you know the odds are in the house's favor my confidence in my strategy in this game has just been completely blown out of the water and why steven, is that steven does a very good job of taking score so in my mind i felt like i've always done well with this game like i can remember winning it but then he just showed me the last three games and I was at 18 and 20, where other people were up around 54 or 60. So I compl- so I, I have to rethink my whole strategy so, on how I'm playing this game. So something interesting about this game that I haven't seen in many other games is how you actually score victory points. Nominally, you score one point every time... A uh, card gets flipped over, and you earn money from that type of casino. If you're the boss of that color if casino. You, right, sure. Um, however, once you get to eight points, uh, there's a requirement, because the casino has to be a certain size. First, it has to be at least two buildings, and then three buildings. And by the time you get to the very end of the board, it's five, six, eight buildings. And so... It's not, you stop just needing to get lucky. You have to start planning. Mm -hmm. And even just the one game I've played, I remember there were times where I looked at the board and I said, all right, I'm going to cut this guy off at the legs because I don't want him to score points. Yeah. And yeah, he got money, but he didn't score points. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's that's why... That's why you do poorly, Chris. I did poorly because it was normally me that you're cutting the legs out. Yeah, we, we definitely reorganized some casinos out from under you well, to score points. Yeah, and, I, I'm remembering that now. And wow, let's be honest. Is, Chris is the real is a, force at this board. The three of us need to fight to keep Chris from winning this game. Absolutely. Tonight. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, the reason if, if he if I was a betting man, which I am, my money's on John to win this game. My um, money is on crazy. Chris to win this game, so I'm going to fight against him as hard as I can. I'm going to win. Just I'm... I'm calling the it dark now. horse. <laughs> calling it now. We're right. anteing up, right? What's the what's what's the ante up? For One this game? Oreo cookie. One or I didn't bring any Oreo cookies. You better go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we'll take your turn. I You'll have be fine. A, I have a, a container right here. Actually, I just discovered. Where are your guys' Oreo cookies? Hey, what's that over there? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go ahead and get into Lords of Vegas, and uh, when we get back, I'll tell you how I won. <laughs> Because why would you make an expansion for such a perfect game, Stephen? That's the question I ask. I think the better question is, how did I win? By a smidge, but yes, you won. You are the Lord of Vegas. I think I think uh, going through 
from the mentality of the game. I think they made an expansion because uh, they were hoping it would turn a profit. <laughs> that might be it. I think they put that that 90 space on the board and nobody could get to it with just the base game. And it was so driving everybody crazy. It was crazy. driving everyone nuts. So, so they, they gave you a little bit of a leg up. And uh, I guess that's what allows people to get to 90, which yes. is an instant win. The game immediately ends if somebody if gets somebody to 90 reaches points. 90, which we did not do. No. But we had a real good game. And, you know, uh, this, this, for some reason, and I'm kind of jaded, I'm an old man, I've played a lot of games, this one, there's always kind of a little flutter in my heart thinking, don't take that last silver tile, don't, I need one silver tile, that's all I need to be a contender in this game, and sure enough, enough came around that I actually had two silver tiles, and I was able to put two in and make that, that much more of a valuable casino, and hopefully fight off anybody's attempt to try and re-roll it. So, I didn't win, but that was a yeah, real so important for, part of me breaking For the even. record... Uh, I believe the order here was Steven won. Yep, 40 points. John came in second. 36 points. Then mm. Chris and I tied in points. 40. But Chris beat me on the money because I had just finished taking my turn. So I spent all my money. You were trying to, uh, but you were trying to improve your position. Well, it, right. It was completely, sure. completely, I mean. I would have done the exact same yep. thing in your oh, position. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just. I would have. I would have been throwing money at the wall, just oh, trying yeah, to like. Yeah. Get, you had a legit shot at second place. I, I don't think you could have reached first, but you certainly had a shot at second place. So you had a shot to go two yeah, spots he up. He couldn't take the gold casino. I've me. never had a shot at gold, and so yeah. that. Uh, oh, the big gold casino! I never had a shot. We at. The tiny one. I failed. Target on that. We just. We let that one. So Stephen managed to catch a hold of all the golden tiles early. Well, not all of them, but but all of them were gone, and he had control of the big casino. And there were two two smaller casinos. Yeah, I had there three. was part two gold tiles so that I could. So he chewed up the use rest them of the later. Gold to, tiles, yeah. right? So by 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 keeping control of that scarce element, it kept you in control of this big casino in the and, middle of the board. And there was one. There was one space where I kept rolling against him to try and take control so that I could either hold it or reorg it to something else and mm-hmm. then use those tiles elsewhere and it just never happened. I lost this roll off to you like what, five times? Uh, like three times because... Eh, it felt like more than that. It felt like that but it was it was three times because... you tied. There were... Uh, <laughs> there were a couple times you tied. Rolled you, again yeah, and yeah. rolled again and then you end up losing. I it's got tough. sabotaged by the dice. I mean, literally, when we were so fighting for that one casino, you right, had, so you had a weighted die, and it you, was weighted to one. You oh, cut in on horrible. me early and kind of had me snookered, and then I got a couple of lucky rolls, and you weren't able to beat those rolls back. So I was able to hold on to two separate locations because of that. So that turned out to be really valuable. I was so happy yeah, that I beat twenty points. But, I, I yeah. spent it was a slim chance. At I the spent end the whole back won. half of the game. It felt like rolling on the same two locations and not getting anywhere. And not yeah, the problem was is that the three of us were rolling against each other. And he had that whole I'd, casino. I'd, it I'd, only got re-rolled, I think, just one time once it had turned to, what, seven tiles? Yeah. No, I mean, well, I, I re-rolled it twice, but didn't, it couldn't flip it. Yeah. Well, Steven did a really good job locking that down. Uh, that was well played. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to argue. It, it was, it was ahead, a good job. Tell me how great I am. Keep going. It was, it was a good job. The you question did a good job is, how did you the only tiles win by one space on the score? That is track? actually I mean, a better question. Crushed yeah, you should I, have. I, I, so, so in some ways, you sort of... Lost. <laughs> I mean, take it how you He's will. He's a semi lord, a demi lord. The, the, yeah. the, the scoreboard shows Duke. that I'm on top. <laughs> I did have the highest score, regardless of what you think may or may not 
the margin may or may you, not have been. You did indeed win the game. So, it's kind of hard yeah, to the, argue the that game point. Was, yeah, I won the game. The thing that could have screwed me in the end, just based on some lucky rolls, is I was all in on that one casino. Yeah. And that one color. And you guys, I mean, I can't say that you locked out silver because I had one in silver and mm-hmm. then everyone else had at least two. It was weird. We only, we had one green and one purple out there for the longest time. Right. Well, I gold, kept, gold I kept silver thinking, up. oh, there's no, there's no point investing in green or purple. They're mostly gone. And it just kept on coming Looking up. back, I thought that for most of the game and somehow they just kept, but nobody built into them. Well, when they yeah. were at seven, the other ones were down around like five or six. Yeah. It just, or even three or four at the beginning yeah, so, of the so game. For, it seemed for like context, an obvious there, choice. There are five colors of casinos that you have to invest in to earn points and money. And two of those five colors, purple and green, nobody invested in at all. Yeah, there yeah, were like three the spots game. on the whole board. They started the game with three cards down each. Yeah, they started the game with Instead three of two. out of nine cards yeah. down. And so Chris, I think, built a purple casino, and I built a green casino, and just a minimum investment that kind of paid out many times its worth over the game because nobody else nobody else was there. So bothered. That, was, that was money you got solo, while the rest of us, anytime those but just a little bit up, more investment there, we could have raked in the points. Yeah. But I think what happened is a couple times I moved in on you. I had bought gold on John and moved in on John, mm-hmm. and then I freed up gold and Steven Steven came grabbed and built those because that took was those away. the least amount of and, cards and, that were out and, there. And, and not only was he dominating the the gold tiles to choose from, but that block was kind of locked out. I could have put a green or a purple in there, but it kind of would have been pointless because of and, and it wasn't just the number that was there, but the shape. You would two of the rows were completely locked out from the strip. So I might have been able to build something that was two, maybe three big, even though I didn't hold the tiles behind it. Um, so there, there could have been another war there. But I think all of us had enough contention in other casinos that that just wasn't valuable yeah. ground. Mm-hmm. I needed to and take ha- that casino away from you if I was going to get a shot. And how many I took my shot squares and just in that? Was it, was that the nine block? Yeah, that's a nine ha- block. How many in that's the a twelve block? How many oh, squares? Well, right? That's the twelve. Block. Did you have chips in there? Four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the four. I, I had. Two, I think. I had there. none. But I couldn't I get gold. Never, I had came late. Yeah. I, I didn't pull anything in that block. It was yeah. never. An so, you very, so, so you were very spread out, and, right? And the way they were separate, because because if 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 I had been able to get a gold tile, I would have been able to come in with a six and taking control of it, and it just it just couldn't happen because the golds did not free up. And at one point, Sam had a chance to free up the the golds. Would have been a kind of a long shot for him, but at that point, I might have had a shot. But Stephen made it a point to show that I don't. Hey, I, don't I don't think I ever had a chance of freeing up the gold because I couldn't beat. Steven in the roll-off. Well, that's yeah, what he's saying. So you had right, freed that not up. Not to repeat myself, but I had like a 50-50 shot, and it never panned and out, even though I took it multiple times. So I kept looking at that. I There were a couple of times where I almost reorged it, because I did have... I was the boss. I could have done that. Yeah. But it would have cost me a lot of money to then build two other casinos to keep those and my control right. because I wanted to make that two a three. Yeah. I was either going to turn it green or purple. Right. Whatever. Cause you would move a couple more points up that scoreboard if you had done that. But I kept looking at your money and you never had enough money to do all of that. So I just was like, I'm going to let it ride. That's the point. And if, if he does roll to reorganize, he doesn't then have enough money to remodel to get rid to right. change so the color. Kick you out. So I just was like, you know, I'm going to let it ride. There was one time I got nervous and he had, he had all the money he needed, but he 
rolled like really bad, and, and I that's just how was it like, goes. I was like, great. So you you, you roll a ton of dice in this game, especially mm-hmm. if you get a because you have to be aggressive. You have to go for it. At the end, I was going for it because I was that close, and there's just. You know, you would four dice hide two. I had to roll a higher die than you, going two against four, which is a real long it's shot. It's a tall order, but, but it, I mean, it happened in the do. last game. It just happens, and you and, yeah. and you take your swing, and you hope for the best, and, and, and it works out. But well, um, in this figure, case, I mean, it couldn't. The, the odds are better than they first appear, right? Because you're trying to roll a six on one of your dice. And if you roll a six, and if the other guy rolls one six, you both have to re-roll, and now your odds are 50-50. Yeah, but his other three rolls, so the way the roll-offs work is if he rolls a six, a five, a one, and a one, and I roll a six, we both re-rolls our sixes, and if we roll a three and a two, his old five stays put, and he gets control of the casino. So on that first roll of his four dice... It's not just about rolling a six. If he rolls a five or a four, then any ties that happen have to re-roll again, and suddenly that five's a pretty solid place that you need to fight your way down. Yeah. So so it's 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 tough rolling, but that's the nature of the game, and that's why I'm saying I, earlier I said there's you know I always there's a little bit of a you know butterflies in your belly when <laughs> you're playing this game because you realize well you know I'm in a great spot right now, but boy this could change on a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. Two players decide to roll against me and I lose. Suddenly you're going from you know, top of the town to the guy that's picking up a couple of bucks when the cards show up. Yeah, not only that, it could be that when the first guy re-rolls it, it costs 11 to do that reorg. And then when it gets back around to you and you want to take control back, it might cost 30. Mm -hmm. So your opportunity cost goes way up. And and I do appreciate games that have that element where there's a, a core component that affects multiple things. In this case, each casino that you build has a die attached to it it's a number from one to six and that determines how much money you earn from that casino Mm -hmm. and also whoever has the highest die there controls that casino and they're the only ones that can get points the only ones that get points from it they only get also determines how expensive it is for you to re-roll that pay to Mm re-roll that whole casino that whole casino being all of the attached casinos of that color so you and, so, and, so, and sometimes, so so at one point in, in, in that set, I had two fives. And Steven still owned it with six. But with two fives in there, whenever a card came up, I was getting $10 million, which is a pile of money in this game. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a, a casino kind of money. That's a good amount. So I'm like, okay, so I, I don't want to let him get too far ahead of me. But at the same time, do I really want to re-roll two fives? Because they could go to a two and a one, and then suddenly my, my cash cow walks away. And also, it's more expensive for you to even roll. Right, to go after that re-roll. My, my two fives are costing me $10 million plus everybody else's dice in order to re-roll. So, yeah. so I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you got to kind of... It, and and it, it's a very tactical game. you got to kind of... You know, you can come in with a strategy, but you got to kind of react to how things turn out on the board. And I think for me personally, a game like this where you have to make a decision before the luck hits is a much more dynamic, much more exciting play. And I think that's one of the reasons why I, I really enjoy Lords of Vegas. We get this out maybe once every six months. I mean, it's not a game that you play two or three times in a night. I think within the past six months we've played it three times okay so a little but bit it, more it, than it, that. it had a long time on the shelf before yeah. we touched it and then we pulled it out again and i think we were like wow you know this really is way better than we remember we should be playing this more often and we've kind of gotten to it and now that we're doing the podcast we're like well we got to put this one on the list because man it's just a just a favorite game i mean it's something that we keep coming back to and really enjoying so yeah. according to my stats the last so 
the last time we played it up until recently was 2017. And then we rediscovered it May of 2022. And then we played okay. it in Eight July twice. And that last time in July is, like I said at the at the top of the show, is was the impetus for us starting, actually getting off our butts and starting the podcast. And I think, what are we on, episode 16, 17? Yeah, recording 16 or 17 at this point. So it was, it was time for us to circle back around. Yeah, I agree. Because, <clears throat> you know, honestly, of all the games that we've played, and we've, we've played some really good ones, you know, I put this in... I put this in an echelon that's like a hall of fame level for us. Cause this game, like, yeah, top shelf. It's a top. I mean, it's a, it's a game that if anyone at the table suggests it, there's a really good chance that it's everybody's gonna, in, it's yeah. going to be on the table. Yeah. Like there are other games that we have that, Oh, Hey, how about we play splendor? Okay. Half of us are going to be like, sure. The other half of us are going to be like, mm. maybe we split off and play another game. Yeah. I mean, Wings for the Baron is another one where if anyone suggests it, we're going to play it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a destination game. It's the kind of game where you're talking Thursday or Friday, you're talking about, hey, how about this Monday we pu- pull out Lords of Vegas? Yeah. And I'm everybody kind of wets though, their whistle for it. Is this going to be the year where we play each game one time? How many times are we going to go back and play a game if we're not, I mean, okay. if we're not doing I mean, the podcast? I mean, the podcast is set up in a way that if we want to revisit a game, we can absolutely revisit a game. Because yeah. honestly... Like the conversation we're having now is completely di- different than the conversation we had back in July. So, I mean, just the emergent nature of the narrative of the games that we play, most of the games anyway, some of them are going to be the, you know, the same regardless, like Splendor, just. There's just not that much variability in the game. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, the way. Yeah, I won this time. I won last time. No, John won last time. I've actually won this once because no, no, no. oh, well. historically, this has been a game that I have not been good at at all. You're uh, right. But John yeah. won the last one. No, no, no won Samuel the won the last one. I thought I won the last yeah. one. Beginner's but, luck. But oh. the, the, the point is, this is a game that even if we played it three months from now, I think it would still be good content because we'd have a completely different narrative about yeah. the game. I, right. I want to get some new dice, though. Not only that, we yeah. do have. <laughs> you can have the greatest strategy in this game, but if you roll ones. There's but nothing you can them's, do. Them's the, them's yeah, the and yeah. any given Sunday. I mean that that that's and and that's that's what I was saying earlier is in in a game where everything is preset and everybody everybody's playing it and exact you know if if you're trying to hone your skills to get three extra points that's just not the same thing as a game where you have to take legitimate risks and you sometimes need to swing for the fences and you know we were counting cards as we got down to the end of this it's like okay that thing's going to come up real soon and we cheat a little we change the end game we put that last card randomly in the last 10 cards and I think the rules say you're supposed to count 10 and then put the the, yeah. the final mm-hmm. strip card in so we make it a little bit more unpredictable at the end when we do that so we're counting the cards and it's like okay it's now or never because when that strip pays with that last card I need another casino on the strip so I was taking my shot to try and take that casino away from Steven even though my chances of doing that were pretty doggone small but I had to take that swing because that swing would have made the difference and that's that's what I enjoy in a game. Splendor doesn't bring that. You know, if we had ended that game seven turns earlier, it would have looked so much different. I, I have to say that that I think is almost... Uh, and, and we uh, could have, because that, that was third last card. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think that's a, a criticism I have of Lords of Vegas, is that 
Um, I don't think there's ever. All right, hold on. You have a criticism? I do. Get out. Okay. <laughs> Dang. He is the Lord of Vegas. He is. Oh, Join us right. next week when Chris, <laughs> Stephen, and I will be playing. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye, Samuel. Oh. Turn off his mic. <laughs> so, it is. It is very much a game where you take risks, hmm. right? Um, where you don't know what's going to happen, but you have to try something, and and that's the the thing is you have to try something, mm-hmm. um, even if the odds aren't in your favor. Um, at some you you you've and, got to swing for the fences. You've got to swing for the fences. Yep. Well, I don't think it's occasionally. I think it's very difficult to play safely in this game. I don't think there's. Well, you can play I, safely. I think you're just not going to succeed. A valuable lesson is to not let somebody control all of one color. Okay, I'm I'm not saying there isn't strategy and depth here, right? I'm saying that uh, compared to a game like Splendor, right, where if you look at it as a as a spectrum, where Splendor, you know exactly what the outcome of everything's going to be, and you're just reacting to other people's choices, and everything's you know very con- controlled. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lords of Vegas is kind of the opposite of that, uh, where it's 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 chaotic and it's it's beautiful. chaotic, it's, but it's, it's flinging the dice and it's fun, but it's all the choices are pretty much the same color. There's you're you're taking a chance, right? And that's fine. We're all looking funny at Sam. Yeah, they're all looking funny. I, I need you to elaborate on. Yeah, it. they're okay. all the same color. Uh, so if you consider the spectrum of options to be different colors, right? Mm-hmm. Where Splendor is a very like nice muted blue color, uh, and cold, cold, yeah. calculating, yeah. Uh, and as you get more chaotic and random and risky, you turn into this lovely red color, caliente. Lords of Vegas is very red. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's not bad. I agree. You're, it's a, it's a seat of your pants kind of game. It's yeah, it's very seat of your pants, yeah. and that's not a bad thing. Uh, but it is, it is fairly monochrome in that regard, right? So, I, because there's I'll, because of the nature of the game, there's just I mean, Stephen found a way to secure his position, and, and I'll be honest with you, I think I think Stephen was playing a very different game than I was tonight because he could play defense and be a little bit more reserved in his actions well, than I could. Yeah, I was gonna say as I there's there's not many ways to play defense in Lords of Vegas. Right? And I want to make it clear. Six, I want to make it clear. Y'all didn't let me have control over the gold casino tiles. I manipulated it to where I had control of the gold casino tiles. Oh like, yeah, that was oh, you did. That was an yeah. absolute strategy that I used. Chris is over here suggesting that oh we just don't let him do it next time. No, I made that happen. But I think if we had been aware, or even if you had been, even if you had been aware, (laughs) hindsight's twenty twenty. But it would have been a different color. If we hadn't let him do it, he wouldn't have done it. That's right. I mean, of course. I mean, but but obviously, he he got on top of those gold tiles in a hurry, and and he managed to mark that position. Strategy. It was a good way to play defense. Um, and there's certainly a layer of depth there that I didn't appreciate going into the game. I mean, you've only played twice. Next time, I'll be keeping an eye out for that. Um, but to, so my, to my st- point is, in terms of like actively interacting with the game, mm-hmm. you were playing defense, but you're doing it a very like what, what, hands-off what, way. My, my point wasn't that he was playing defense. It's that he could play and needed to play more conservatively because he was in a position where that he needed to minimize risk. When, you, when you're out ahead, when you've got the big casino, and when you have control of the big casino, you want to play conservatively because that 
maximizes your so, return. Well, not only that, but why in, why in God's green earth would I re-roll a casino that I'm in control of? Well, exactly. So I didn't have to take risks. Exactly. Right. And, like, and I burn put money myself, doing it. I put myself in positions to not have to take. It's not that I chose not to take risks. So, so that's wanna, the point I'm trying to I wanna make. I want to back up just a second because, all right. Um, so yeah, there is a lot of risk and die rolling and and just chance that happens in this game, but it's all calculated. Like nothing is just yeah. completely, you don't pull a card off the top that says, Oh, half your casino burns down, burns yeah, down. That's right. Lose a turn yeah. and half a casino. There's none of that kind of stuff. It's every, yeah, the, the, the chance is there cause you're having to roll the dice to gain control of the casinos and the squares. But there's also you're directing that, cha- that chance, right? And and you and you and whether you like it or not, you're playing the odds that you, you're making that cold decision. But the dice are going to call the tune when all is said and done. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. No, but I was saying is that the chance factor is the cards that you're drawing. Because if you're nowhere near it, near that casino, you then don't have much in. options yeah. to. It. Yeah, I never touched the yeah, but that you, big golden I'm casino. fighting on that one you with had, John. But and you had the opportunity, three. and you did. You made the the brown casino. Right. I mean, just because you can't be in the one casino doesn't mean you don't go and make and another it, one. And it doesn't mean you can't cut a deal. There's nothing in the rules that says you cannot trade yeah. a parking so lot the, for one the, for another. That's, that's not important. The point I was trying to make is that this is a very seat-of-your-pants game. And Stephen found a very effective way to add a layer of of calculation and control, and control to that yeah. risk and mitigation props. it was a good strategy um and i didn't mean to suggest anything other than no, that. it I'm was just, a good strategy yeah. you know it, it, but you dominated at, at the end of the day you still had to take risks mm-hmm. right no matter how well secured your casino somebody can still pay and roll and yeah the risk that i took is when yeah. you guys paid to re-roll my casinos yeah and and there's no getting away from that and that's fine that's not a bad thing but it's a certain flavor. Yeah. And and that flavor is, it, it's just a lot. Yeah. Right? I think part of it is also, in this game, control of casinos didn't flip-flop as much not as much they have all. in oh, previous for, games. Not for want of trying. So, like, the last time we played in July, when Samuel won pretty handily, I think all of the big casinos changed hands at least... Two or three times. Oh yeah, I was going back and forth. Like I mean, crazy. you you didn't know. So did you have that gold one from the very beginning and hold it the entire time? You started with it. I started with and it, and then I built a six onto it, and, and took you took it. that. Well, and, I took and, it from you first. Yeah, and then right, and, and then, then you, and then you took the other one from me as well, and I, and I was able to fight my way yeah. back into it. So yeah. I think I think the lack of changing lack hands of there chips. Um, did kind of have something to do with how the game... Obviously, it had something to do with how the game went. And how but it I think, felt, but yeah. But I think also in terms of of money mm-hmm. and how the things paid out, um, that, had, that had an impact, right? I mean, I wasn't making the most money round to round. You no, certainly had a stack of cash. I had a stack of cash because of I wasn't times, having yeah. to pay to re-roll right, casinos. Right, you weren't spending the money on stuff that we were. But I think, I think I was probably, as far as like... From my turn back to my turn, I think I was making probably second or third as far as money went. As far as money is because I think Chris well, and well, John never came was, up. And John was making more money than I was, yeah. and then I, and there were turns where Chris was pulling twenty and twenty two thousand or twenty two million dollars, and all I'm getting is like three because I had the one. 
and gold did not yeah. come up. And, and so, gold so you were doing right great. You were doing great on points, but your gold cards were not bringing you money. Yeah. But the issue was, is he had what three in there, and you and I each had like one. So it, too, it was yeah. our odds to take it. Yeah. So we avoided rolling against that, and we kept on rolling against each other. Right, and you guys were all rolling against each other on the little onesies in the corners that I just happened to not get involved in. So I was very pleased to see you guys spending your money burning those in battles that I didn't need to be a part of. And in the meantime, I was able to kind of shore up my position in the one that we were fighting over, the silver in the corner, by buying two casinos simultaneously, including the one that took it over. So suddenly suddenly I had four dice and you had two instead of each of us having two and you having the high roll. So I was able to kind of scare you off. It costs more to re-roll, and obviously if you've got twice as many dice, you're going to probably do better right. at it, it was, too. I had two chips in yeah. that square, and yeah. you had, I think, five, four, something at least. Yeah, in fact, I think I had another one that I never ended up using. Well, but you sprawled it, into it, too. One of those was a sprawl. No, I did not sprawl. I, uh, Sam, I think, was oh, the only Sam, one that yeah, sprawled. Sam that was sprawling. I sprawled a couple times. Yeah, yeah so, 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 so there, there, there are ways to take those, those kind of bigger roles. But, you know, Sam, you and I walk into a casino in Vegas. Um, I'm walking to the craps table, and you're walking to the blackjack table. Because that's the nature of the gamer you are, is you want to sit there and see those cards and say, I take a card on a 10, I don't take a card on a 13. And, 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 and you're far more calculating. That's the nature of the way you play all of these games, the nature of the way you play Splendor. I mean, you can hear when we have these discussions, you say, well, the obvious thing is anytime you're picking up chips in Splendor, that's a turn that you're wasting that you should be doing something else. And you can hear this on the previous podcast because you're a much more calculating gamer. So a game like Lords of Vegas kind of takes you out of your element. It's like, ooh, I have to take chances where I don't know the answers to. Well, it's. I, I'm. I'm not sure that's that's. I mean, it's mostly accurate. I do okay. like to play a calculating game. I suppose. I. I don't necessarily feel out of my element in Lords of Vegas, right? It's still calculating. You still. You still have to calculate. What is what gives me the best odds here, right? And that's fine. But sometimes, I don't want to take a gamble. In this right? game, you have to. And take in a this gamble. game, you have to take yeah. a gamble. Yeah, you can you can spend a turn not doing anything to build up some cash, maybe, but you aren't going to be able to do that for very long yeah. and and be and, in a position to be to compete. When we play this again, if I remember what happened tonight, then I will certainly play a better game because I have some ideas. Stephen has shown us a good strategy. There's a couple other ideas I have, but there will still be gambles that need to be taken. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's fun. That's exciting. You get to roll the dice. You get to groan. You get to to celebrate. You get to you know cheer when the car you need the card you need flips over and you make a bunch of cash and earn a bunch of points. And that's fine if you're looking for something that's you know high stakes and exciting. And I assume feels like going to Vegas. Ish. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. This is much more of a seat of your pants play. Um, to to some extent, you're 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 a victim of fate. Things are going to happen, and and you know any given Sunday, you know some team is going to beat another team more or less by dumb luck. And and frankly, if you look at the the designer is James Ernest, and you look at all of his games, and all of them have crazy themes and crazy amounts of luck and and crazy things happening it's just the nature of his yeah. design i mean there there are things in don't get me wrong there are things here that i really like um i really like the fact that even if you lose control of the casino as a whole the opponent doesn't act your opponent doesn't actually have a way to take control of your tiles from you 
Right. And right? you, you got a shot you're, at taking it you're back. You're still involved in that casino. Yep. You can still take it back. Um, you always gain more control of more tiles as you pull cards. That always happens. Um, yeah, as the game as the game progresses, the board opens up, and yeah. you're gonna have as many opportunities as the next player. Yeah, yep. it's it's like everyone has equal opportunity. Would, Some of those opportunities just might be a little a little better than others. Yeah, it'd be really hard to get locked out of the game mm-hmm. um, in the sense that you can't yeah. interact with it. I think it would be pretty easy to get locked out of the game and go, "Well, there's no way for me to." come back here yeah and this Uh, was a real tight game too this was but i know Mm -hmm. when you were looking at the scores before that's not always the case it hasn't been always hasn't always been the case but in this particular play we were all within one one or two um point yeah i I say points but spots on points tracks yeah i mean chris and i were only four spots back three or three yeah from the win Yeah. yeah So it was it was pretty close. Yeah, if a couple dice for a couple and of at the end of the game, there was a couple like if I had been my one die had been able to take over that one casino, <laughs> right. I would have so, been able to hold it until the end of and, the game. And as you get closer to the end of the game, you realize I need to take more risk. And it's gonna suck, but I need to take more risk because it might not. So at that point, that's when you're swinging harder, trying to get it over the fence. You're stealing second base. You're you're doing risky things naturally because you need to find a way to manufacture right. those and last couple of points. The thing is though. It wouldn't have been him taking that risk. It would have been you. No, it could have been him too. No, no, no. He did. It wasn't his turn. No, when it's you his paid, turn. But you paid for that reroll. When it's his turn. And when it's his okay, turn, we're not talking about what the choice. Have. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is don't don't look at one particular situation in this particular play. In a game like this, as it gets towards the end of the game, and you realize, wow, I am three spaces behind, and that's kind of a long way in this game. This is a game where you can do lower percentage returns, riskier things in an attempt to shoot the moon. This game gives you an opportunity to do that. There's nothing like that in a game like Splendor or Race for the Galaxy where you can sit there and say, boy, I really hope that I pull something off here. It's just, it's not the nature of those plays. They're a more methodical, more win more points every single turn through the entire game. Right. So what I'm pointing out is that as a nature of that chaos, that opportunity for sudden swings and crazy turns, is that on your turn, you can re-roll and Chris can roll a six, and now he has control of the casino. Yep. That's just the nature of the game. Well, if, if I'm desperate for those points, fine that's my that's choice to of, make. That's fine. It's part of the risk you took. Mm-hmm. But not everybody is going to like a game where that sort of crazy upheaval is possible. And that's some people are going to going to curse and moan because it's it's random and it's crazy and it it doesn't always feel good. And right, so long way around the barn, we've we've come to the the same conclusion is that this is a game that I think some people are not going to be comfortable with because it is a seat of your pants game with risk with with risk that gets resolved after you make your decision instead of before you make your decision. You, you need to sit there and you need to throw it out there. It's like a 15-year-old asking a girl out. You're going to throw the line out there and you're going to hope she does not destroy you with her answer. You've got to be able to go out there, take your shot, and hope that things go your way. And that's the nature of this game. You're going to say, I'm going to have, Stephen, roll four dice against my two and I hope that I roll a better number than you. And you know what? You're probably not, but you take your shots, and every now and again, that works. 
that's the nature of the game. It worked a lot in the last time the last time we played because you know, like we said, there were a lot of casinos changing hands. We had a, a an eight tile casino in the last game that switched hands like four times. But you know, I had the seven tile one that once I gained control of it, it never changed. We were hands. never able to fight you back off. Yeah. Yep. There was that one time in this game. It was great. It's like, all right, this is why John doesn't go to casinos. Because you said, all right, I'm going to do this roll. We rolled it, and you go, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and it was like, are you waiting for us to say, oh, don't worry about it. Take, take your turn. Right? <laughs> no, at that point, <laughs> it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> but you were very... Oh, oh no! That. I wish I could. I should have done that one. I should have no, done that. That was uh, that. Trust me, I, I, I was flogging myself, not you guys. That was uh, that was just you know. You, I had I had enough money to do one or the other. I picked one, and you know when it doesn't work out, it's real easy to say you should have should have done the other one instead. Yeah. But I think we had what seven seven gambles. I think it was, and you had yeah. And usually we do horrible. a couple of gambles in a game maybe yeah you did 10 twice in right. one right yeah Typically no, you lose. It, they worked out for me because i looked at the board I was like well i and need I got, something I, to change i so got I'll paid gamble. a double at one point <laughs> yes for, for, granted but still i mean it just it just i mean that's stuff that just i don't think we, it we usually don't did you do lose a, do you lose a gamble at one point yeah i lost a gamble okay i was point. gonna say but and i we, lost a gamble and you lost a gamble i didn't I thought you lost one. I don't think one. I lost one. No, you lost one to me. You lost, lost one to John. One. Okay. I got but then you money. won 20 from him. That's yeah, right. you won a big right. times. Yeah. Uh, good old gambling. I didn't so, I didn't gamble at all. Again, because you didn't have to. I didn't to have to. The winning strategy. Where, where, right, where you could take, minimize take risk notes, in order kids. to maintain gambling the status quo. Gambling is not quo. a winning strategy. Gambling is yep. a strategy that you take in certain situations that desperate. come up in certain situations. Yep. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I don't have a gambling bone in me i the thought of going to vegas and spending money at a casino makes no sense to me at all i'd rather sit in my hotel room on amazon and buy something that actually shows up when i pay money for it so it's just it's it's a different nature of the beast but in a game like this i like it when you have to make your decision and then see how it turns out on the roll the dice or the draw the card instead of the other way around that that post decision luck i think is really valuable for me personally yeah all right, so I think we're at that point where we give this one a rating. Who would like to go first? Well, you know what? I won. I'm going to go first. That's an easy decision, then. I am the Lord. So are we using the Vegas BGG ratings scale, Stephen? You know, we've gone this far. We may as well. Let's go with that one, then. All right, so the BGG scale, it's 1 to 10, and it measures things like how how you feel about playing a game at a particular moment. Right. I think is like one of the best ways. And there's like, if it's a good game or not, but it doesn't so it's really your child's fifth birthday party, yeah. but you leave because you'd rather play a game. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, I love Lords of Vegas. Um, it just, it's a lot of fun in a box. Um, we've played, like I said, we've played a lot of games and there are, a handful that if somebody suggests we almost invariably throw it on the table. Like I said, Lords of Vegas, uh, wings for the Baron, El Grand, uh, El Grande. When we have five people. Yeah. Samuel just gave a really, really big groan. Um, so I do not like <laughs> don't like racing games either. <laughs> Three going into Castile. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, there's there are only a handful of games that 
meet those criteria where they'll it'll come out and we'll play it whenever it's suggested so for that alone as a games from the seller hall of fame game as i will call it i don't think there could be a better place for this to be than right up there at the top of the list of sevens all right special reserve game yes all right well i came in the, second the, place so oh. it seems to me you, you you throw the bones you get a seven you and, and and you get paid, and that's the Lords of Vegas is just a great seven. Throw those dice, hit your seven. Always a good game, just just a, a special game. It's the kind of game that you talk about a week before you set down to play it, and you're looking forward to it the whole time. And and by the way, as far as I'm concerned, from a production quality, this is just where it should be. This is not was not a terribly expensive game when it came out. It's yeah. got everything you need. Yeah, back in 2010, Mayfair knew what was up. They yeah. um they they really put this game together well. You know I rolled craps tonight. My crap it was crappy rolls. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, and that's uh, uh, that's the only reason you lost, Chris, because of your rolls. Because of your I think crap to do much better. Rolls. I lost a lot of money on the table with my dice rolls. You know mm-hmm. you know so, what, John? I I challenge you. If I'd rolled all sixes on every die tonight, I think I'd have won. I think you would have. How many times did you see me roll a six? How many times I wasn't did you see me roll a one? I wasn't counting. A lot. Yeah. A, a lot. lot. You rolled a lot more lot than the sixes. You, Just you rolled proportionately. Ones. I was counting. Yeah. yeah. But that's the, that's that was the nature I was of the game. For these two, not against you. Yeah. But, you know, if you want my rating, if I had rolled better, it probably would have been higher. But now it's a gutter ball seven. Mm. And and I think that's fair, right? I mean, that's the nature of the game. Um, there's there's a lot of meat here. There's a lot of depth. You have to do a lot of oh, am I going to take that? Am I going to take this chance? What's the best way for me to spend this money? But the catch is, that's not true. You don't have to do that. Uh, you can just wing it and see what happens and decide you're going to spend a bunch of money at once. Uh, and roll all the dice you can. And just the nature of the game is sometimes that works. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. And that's... I agree. That's, and, I, and I think a big part of me taking second place was taking a lot of risks that uh, they, they luckily enough you. of them paid off. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, everybody's going to be taking those risks in this game, as we already covered. There's no way not to. Um, but it is... Okay, even Steven took risks, right? right? He had a good strategy, but it's not like it was devoid of risks. And even then, if one of us had managed to roll slightly better, did his you, whole game plan would have had to shift. Did you lose a casino at all? Yes. Yeah. I lost a couple. Well, and, and he could have lost the gold and come back and gotten it back again. So, yeah. so, so, so even if he had lost that, he still owned... The gold tiles, unless somebody had enough money to reorg that monster machine at five gold per or yeah. five million dollars per, yeah. so he very easily could have just rolled it back the next turn. So, yeah. so he, I mean, he, it, and, and we could get like way into the weeds here talking about like how, how secure his position was. Seven and, tiles, thirty-five million. Reorganize it to yeah. green. Who wants it then? Yeah, you're still going to get your points at the and end it's of the all game, still the same was, color, and he could take it right back, even in green. At that point, the color doesn't matter a whole yeah. lot. Yeah, and and we like, yeah, you you can make your position more secure, um, but somebody can still steal it from you with a lucky roll of die. That's just how the game works. It didn't happen to Steven, and good for him, right? I mean, that's the beauty of it. 
it didn't happen with that casino, but it's happened before where you got one die in a seven casino with two or three other people that have four mm-hmm. and three die. Yeah. And you can roll that six and they roll garbage and suddenly you're the king of the world because and, and the and die believe, went your way. Believe me how great it was when you guys both looked up and said your high roll was like a three or a four. Yeah. So you <laughs> and like, I rolled I and I rolled a one. <laughs> and, and it's like and then you re-rolled it and then you each got he got a six and you got a five. Yeah. So I'm sitting there with one million. And and look, then just human nature is people enjoy rolling dice. Right? There's an element of uncertainty there. There's excitement. Okay, but but you're going to say the word but in just a second. Well, I was going to. Now I'm not. <laughs> but. But. People enjoy rolling dice. But. But. I didn't but. say that. <laughs> <laughs> but. But. I don't really have a but here. I don't know. I'm just. It's People enjoy rolling dice. It's fun. There's a lot of money spent so, so on he, rolling so, dice. So here's the question I'm going to ask you, Sam. Do you think you have as much fun rolling dice as, say, me or Chris do? And and, and it's okay if you don't. I'm just I curious what honestly, your answer is. I don't think so. I keep okay. telling myself I like rolling dice, but at the end of the day, like I've played, I've played like miniature war games. I've played tabletop roll RPGs. I've played like XCOM on the computer. Pl- pl- plenty of dice rolling in, plenty all that stuff. Plenty of dice rolling. And I like the dice rolling, but the thing I like about dice rolling in games is making it so that the dice doesn't matter. Yeah, and that's, and that's, that's my that's point. That's my and favorite he, part. He likes the Lords modifiers. Of, and in Lords of Vegas, dice matter. Yeah. And, yeah. and, I, and I think that's the he, heart he of it. He really yeah. likes to modify. I like it as well. Modifiers, things yeah. that, oh, I get to re-roll that, or I, I can change that to yeah. the other side, like that moto mm-hmm. chaos racing. versus control. Yeah, and, I, and I, like, I like an even mix, right? I like the chaos of the die. I like adding control to it and manipulating it in my favor. And in Lords of Vegas, you don't really get to do that. You mm-hmm. get to modify that. You can choose what chances you take to an extent but the dice is the dice you can't really add Mm -hmm. much control all that to say rolling dice is fun i do enjoy it and and yet you have not given us the number rating that you have for lords (sighs) of vegas i've i keep going back and forth in my head but you want two dice you can roll i could roll for it and you know what if i did if I did roll two dice, they'd probably come up a seven. So yeah, just call it a seven. I'll call it a seven. All it's right a then. solid seven. All well, right. I had a great time tonight, and I say we do another episode on Lords of Vegas next week. Can we do the uh, expansion? I, either that, or you know the other game I'd like to get on the table? Ooh, say it, please, please. El Grand. Oh, gosh, I thought you were going to say Kingsburg with the <laughs> expansion. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, may, we may be stuck playing racing games. Instead. All right, we'll just bring, bring out the heat next week. <laughs> no, I, I like playing new games. <laughs> I like playing new games. I'm fine with that. I will play Kingsburg with the expansion. Yeah, we're gonna I'm fine we're gonna with hold that. off on Kingsburg with the expansion. We're if, gonna hold off on Lords of Vegas with the expansion because I do have the up expansion. If you guys we'll tell come back, me, we'll come back to those down the line. If you tell me, Samuel, we're playing El Grand. Woo! 
I swear to you, I may not show up. You may miss that week. Well, that's fair well, enough. I'm just going to tell you right oh. now, it's going to be it's going to be over there ready at some point. And if five people show up to play games, that's oh, what's happening. I just maybe I, we should invite six. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> Cody and Jeremy, come on over. I have. You don't have any games to play. Six. Never enjoyed El Grand. That time we played on. That's because board games. It's, it's such a crazy luck fest. Oh man, board it's game. Not even at all. I know. That's why it forced all. me. It seems to me it's exactly the kind of that game you would love. That one time we played on Board Game Geek. Board Game Arena. Right, Board Game Arena. I honestly. After like turn two, I just pressed buttons until it told me it wasn't wow. my turn yeah, anymore. Board game arena like is not. I just is and not that was probably the, the best yeah. I ever did. <laughs> I yeah, I was gonna say. I just it seems to me it's your kind of game. It's sort of funny, but, it has, but that's that's how games are. Sometimes they just don't ring the bell. It has never clicked for me. And mm-hmm. honestly, playing it on board game arena is such a disservice. Yeah, to Elgron. I agree because it's a game where you need to see where people are putting things and and, and trying to watch that animation do it for you it's not the same same at all And you don't get that i don't want to call it table talk because it's almost not table talk it's it's while you're taking your turn some other person at the table is kind of like doing the color guy you know talking about what you're doing and saying oh boy i don't know he's kind of leaving steven open over there you sure he wants to do that let's get the real talk oh shank is screwing steven everybody get on shank exactly (laughs) well i mean that's how it goes uh, you know who Cody really likes El Grand. Of course, that's yeah. yeah. one of He's my all-star games too. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lords of Vegas, Lords of Vegas, Wrap Lords of Vegas, ship it, play it. John, Chris, Sam, and I thank you for joining us in conversation about Lords of Vegas. You can join us in conversation by visiting our website, sellergames.com, where you can find links to our social media and Discord server. We also have a blog and a guild on Board Game Geek. We look forward to hearing from you top of the list of seven of seven <laughs> it's a special reserve seven yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I was, I, yeah. that I was good that, one out of my ass and that I was, was like, good oh, this is gonna be a good one when i when i walked back the the the, the rolling sevens i was like nope i got a good one yeah oh, nice <clears throat> nice nice